What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hugigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. That's enough. That's enough. What if I just played it? Just kept it going. I don't even know how long that is. It's longer than these. Tell you that. Oh God, is it terrible? It's twenty more minutes actually. So I'll just keep it going, and we'll be done in the episode. Ten minutes of content. We've given you two long shows in a row. Today will not be the case. Why not? I don't want to be here. You don't know it's no that. Problem. Maybe it's okay. you will, I have a headache. By the time you're it's playing over, crap music, crap it's fun. music, otherwise known as our intro. <laughs> Playing a lot of garbage. We're playing just awful. We have a major, a major show today. We have some good show. We have some good show. Some decent stuff. We have some plans we've made, some industry events that we're looking forward to. We'll um, talk about that, obviously. I've been buying like a maniac again. I'm, I've decided I'm just becoming a full-time seller again. <laughs> just so. going back yeah, to your I have, roots, baby. I've been filling breaks again. I've been selling and grading like a psychopath. What does Hannah feel about that, by the I, way? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. There's no way of knowing. Does she still, is she still around? I, I have, I'm doing her. like two to three shows a week now on Card Shop. I'm going to do even more on Card Shop Live. I like it. I've, been, I've actually been getting back into the groove of selling like a normal person again. So um, I've just been like buying a ton of raw stuff, grading a bunch. I'm just buying things and just flipping. I've got a hold box now. I'm going back to my old roots where I have like a whole column of a box. It's like, all right, so that stuff I don't look at for six months. This stuff is because you already on, it's already under or you're just like, no, no, no. I just, just holding. It's like, OK, so, for example, baseball stuff. Cool. Yeah, I'll okay. look at that in a few months or, okay. or eliminated NFL teams. A lot of the times there's a lot you, of Trey Lance in there. Well, that's the thing. You used to be like, all right, I'm not going to look at that for a long time. And that's usually because it was the player underperformed or is injured or whatever the case. Hey, Jesse, here's an idea. What is it, Mike? Go ahead. <laughs> so I've got Say that. What you have. I've got like a, my next row is like stuff to sell immediately because it's timely or it's hot as it were. Mm. I've got my grading, like return from grading. And I'm starting to try to do, I'm messing with the microphone again. It's loose. I don't like it. And I'm starting to try to do like cure. I'm going to try to focus more on these lives on like doing curated nights. Like Ooh. next week, we're doing nineties night. Oh, I got a bunch of nineties stuff. Okay. I have not had as much fun buying in the past two weeks. My buddy, my buddy, Kevin sports card. Actually, you know what? I'm not giving out his eBay. I don't want you to buy from him. Yeah, I've been smart. buying everything. Good. From him. I have been buying more mid to late nineties refractors and old school inserts than this, I've ever, than I've seen in the last 10 years combined. Now, is this stuff that you collected or is this stuff that you deem is like valuable? This is, so I am buying it to flip. I'm buying it to like grade the occasional stuff, flip it, sell it, whatever. But I just like buying that stuff better. I don't know. Cards back then were just more fun. It's all the stuff I remember like being like Bowman's best, best cuts was an insert back in the day. Was it like one of those die cut things? Some of them were die cut. If you got to like the more fancy ones, oh, there's know. some old school SPX stuff that was die cut. So. I'm upset that there aren't more valuable die cut cards. There's some major die cut cards. You wouldn't know the first thing about <laughs> Just kidding. The Ronaldo, that's a die cut card. The one where it's just his head. Have well, we're talking about sports though. So <laughs> like just random stuff. Honestly, Bowman's best refractors and Topps Chrome refractors from 
95 to call it 2000 or to, to yeah, 95 to 2000. The greatest era in sports oh cards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. The, the inserts were cool. It wasn't just the same one. Like there were a bunch of different inserts, different die cuts. Refractors were not, were like very hard to hit. I think the problem is that there were too many inserts. No, there's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. You didn't view that as a, like, because I feel Here's like a perfect how many Jordans are out there of like different inserts and variations in tough. that in that era? Oh, there's a lot, but there's nothing compared to what there are now. Here's a perfect example. I bought these two cards the other day. Okay. 1997 Bowman's Best. You've never heard of this guy. Carlos Delgado. I've heard of him. Have I don't him? know why, but what I have heard of that he play? name. Uh, he's a boxer. Yep. Uh, Atomic Refractor. It's like a $9 card. I think it's the coolest thing ever. 1997 Bowman International Best Refractor. Vlad Guerrero Sr. Baseball. Again, it's like a $9, 10 $11 card. Yeah. Fantastic. Where are, you, are you sending these off to SGC or what? So it depends when I get them in, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. So anything that is the one, that's the kind of the cool thing too, with the old stuff is um, even some of the old Jordan base. I bought a bunch in 1998. Uh, it's called black diamond oh, Jordans. Uh-huh. They're base cards. They sell for like five to 10 bucks a piece, but if you can get them to grade like a nine or a 10, it's 10, 20 X still. Cause it's, it's super hard to get that stuff in regular condition. Oh, damn. Um, I actually sent in too like some tops gold label. They're the red label cards, number to 50, number to a hundred. Uh, there was Elway and Aikman. There's a bunch of stuff, but that's, I, I'm telling you, man, I'm actually getting back into like just the old school. Like you sound like a, like a new man in the collecting world. Me, I feel better. Here's another card I bought. 1998 tops, Chrome season's best refractor, Barry Sanders. A card sells for about $11 for no, but if you gem that card, I bet it's a hundred, 150, but it's just a cool card. I don't know. I basically focused on baseball, football, and those are like all just guys. We grew. I bet every football player I bought, our guys, you would know. It's like Brett Favre. Eddie uh, George. I would never spend him. Yeah, no Eddie George. <laughs> but Brett Favre, uh, Montana, Elway, Aikman, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith. Like all just a big, and just like cool. That's again, what I've got in my folder over here. When I found my original card collection, that's all the, all the players I have. Oh, there you go. And there are some crazy outlier years too, which is, so this is kind of where the grading and the flip comes in. So I've already, I've already worn Chris, our boy, Chris Kelsey at Nash cards. Um, I actually, my buddy Dan was in there the other day, rip some NT. Um, he oh, messaged cool. me yesterday. So, like there's some of these cards. Here's a good example. 1998 Topps Chrome Refractor. A Barry Bonds is probably a twenty thirty dollar card, but a PSA nine does one hundred and eighty bucks. SGC nine five does a little more than that right now. There's a bunch of these that they're ten dollar cards, but if they look real, like I'll, I'll bring them into Chris. They they're doing the um, what do you call it? The review service again. I'm just gonna tell this guy anything that is like a nine or better is mm-hmm. probably worth it. Cause some of those random outliers go from, Oh, and again, you send the card, they look at it before they send yeah, it yeah. for grading. Like, hey, if this I, is a nine okay. or better graded, if not give yeah, it back yeah. to me, I want to say that service is like 25 bucks. Maybe not. It might even be less than that, including the grade, including the grade. Oh, so yeah, I'm going to just then. give a bunch to him and his guys at Nash cards. They can send it all to SGC. When they come back, I'll just sell like an absolute maniac, um, but I probably bought, uh, I bought 50 or 60 graded cards already. I probably bought, f- I bought more than that. Probably 70 to 80, raw cards i do wonder I'm having fun with it. can i ask an opinion no about SG? <laughs> i've got a, a question about sgc that has nothing to do with the fact that they are a sponsor of the show okay um i'd like a, an honest take okay he just mouthed say only nice say things good thing no no, no. I, I think you could you can say this in a, in a way that doesn't have to be mean or nice but i'll tell you one thing i don't like about him pete didn't text me back yesterday and he um, knows about it because i called him out in the live go ahead um, so we saw in a report, I think I mentioned in the last episode that when that report about the nine and a half million cards that were graded in 2022, uh, SGC had a, the large majority of grades under 19, 1960s and before. Yep. So if they are known for vintage, what in that era, the 1990s is known for more, what like junk wax, but also what, what's that era called? Uh, I, I, mean, not, I, don't, I don't actually is know. Is it what, modern? Would you say the it? stuff I'm talking about is probably just? Mo- I guess it's just modern. Just modern. Like the late nineties. I just it's, not, it's certainly not junk wax. Like these things weren't overproduced. It's I, not ultra modern. I guess modern. Well, because so the the reason what got me thinking is because SGC used to they were huge with pre-war, so even before 1960s. But now they're also 1960s. It just makes me think it keeps moving up that oh, range of time to where it's like, well. Is now is it also going to be more advantageous to go SGC for a modern 
you know, ultra modern, I don't, I'm not sure. Even though it, that report also did say, funny enough, that SGC had the highest percentage of cards graded from the current decade at 42%. There you go. Of so what they're grading, of those nine and a half sure. million cards that were graded last it. year. So it just, it is a question that has to be asked. The more cards that are being graded that are going back to this, you know, even now modern times, do people start to think, oh, that's my grading company for that era? Could be. I don't know. I know for me it is. So I'm going to keep rolling with SGC with it. I like it. So you yeah. would say that even without the, the sponsorship, though. The service, dude. I, again, yeah, you're doing like a hard, no, I'm just kidding, I, you're doing I'm, a great job. I'm really yeah. not trying to sell it. I, I am right. actually here's, interested. So here's what I would say. I like Because it's not like we don't acknowledge other grading companies and there's other good things it. about them. I like the service. I like the fact that they're helping me promote my selling and like that, hey, I'm going to like really try to spearhead this, get the resale value up. I think the pricing is good and I get them back super fast. Okay. And I've had an issue. I got a card back two weeks ago. It was actually Denton's card. Dude, super random, top's finest Matt Ryan card. There's a gold version and there's a red version. They're both the same numbering. One mm-hmm. of them is called the pigskin version because it has dimples on it. Ooh. Came back as just a gold version. I sent them back a note. I got it back like three days later. Like they expressed it, fixed the grade, sent it back. So I just like the service. Okay. I grade with whoever you want. I've been a fan of the service. That's where I'm going to grade the majority of these. But my whole point here is I get like the fear with modern stuff. What do we buy? What's going to hold value? Like I look at a, a Barry Bonds a gold refractor from 1999. And I'm like, yeah, it's a $20 card and it's never going to be cheaper than that. Like it's a bonds card that you, you could go to 10 shows and not find half of these cards or you'd find one or two of them. Sure. I do. I'm, I'm actually, so, and this is the first time too, I've been doing this thing, which I used to do when I was just a collector. I didn't really sell. Mm -hmm. It's, I would sell enough to be able to keep a ton of stuff. So like, okay, I spent $500 on this lot. Once oh. I hit $5, $500 though, I've got it like prioritizing the yeah. cars I want. Le- oh, I'm at $490. I got to sell 10 bucks. Okay, the Jerry Rice got to go. But then I'm at 500 I get to keep those other seven cards I wanted. This is the type of stuff I'm now deciding I'm just going to keep if it comes back rated high because I like it. Okay, cool. But I have been having, you even saw, I was in a horrible mood. I was ready to murder you an hour ago. That's Again, not, and that's I not don't true. know if I did it. And that's not true. true. So that's fair. But, but my point, like... I, I do. I've actually been having fun, like going back and just finding these random sets. I don't know. I just enjoy it. So that's so, kind of where I'm at. I was ready to just step away from the hobby for like a month, <laughs> but financially I can't do that right now and keep things going. So I was like, I'm going to get back to case breaking and having fun with it. I'm, I've been doing just PYTs, which I actually enjoy. I like nerding up to that crap too, by the way, like give me a checklist and give me, okay. NT has to sell with fees, shipping, everything, 2,500 bucks. Cool. Give me a checklist and I will make a checklist that's a price appropriate. I used to actually enjoy that. And then going back and find this kind of stuff. So some of these cards that you've been getting, I assume the pop count can't be that high, right? I haven't looked at the pop, but there's no way it's high. Yeah. So did you hear about this? I saw a report that said um, these guys on YouTube made a video where they essentially over the last few years bought up all these VHS copies of this rare, unheard of movie called Nuki. Um, It's, I don't know. How do you spell it? N U K I E. The cover says a magical space adventure. I'm looking at it. But essentially, what they did was they you took. You know what year it came out? Uh, 1987. Oh, this trick. Can we play the trailer? No, I don't think that's that's a copyright issue. But okay. um, they took all the copies. They went on eBay over the last few years, bought every copy they could get their hands on. They got the best looking one, the, the one that looked the nicest. They like sent it off to get graded. It's like a knockoff of VT, by the way. Oh, for sure. An alien called Nuki searches for his brother Miko, who's been captured by the U.S. government. And there's these stars just flying around. <laughs> so, Dude, the graphics are good. It looks really good. Um, but it, it's... And in some ways, I think it's like, oh, is that a genius idea? And in another way, I feel like, oh, that's a garbage move. But they took all those other copies that weren't the nicest and they put them through a wood chipper. They just destroyed Destroyed. every copy to make theirs not only the nicest one out there, but also super rare. And then they just just went off and sold it for $80,000. Seems like kind of a scummy move. I've seen this movie before to to give them a little credit. Apparently they did donate the majority of it to like a humane society or maybe all of it, but a humane society. And then um, what's the, the kids uh, medical center, St. Jude. Yeah. So that, I mean that, that, so there is a positive, but just to be clear, the overall move though, you buy off all all those Randy Moss. I hate hate that movie. And they shred all the cards (laughs) on video. Um, it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst idea you've had. Here's the thing. Someone else did provide that idea once. And I there was, remember that. He sent us a card too, didn't he? Well, he said 
this would be kind of a fun idea. Like you took, what if you took a numbered card, like one out of 10 right. and you destroyed like two of them or something making it now, like it's two out of eight. Does that, does that make that card more valuable? And at, at the end it's like, Oh, that's an interesting idea. But we also realize, Oh, we would be vilified for doing that. I think. Oh, and rightly so. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Are you still watching? <laughs> this trailer is 30 minutes. There's fireworks. Mike is obsessed Some guy with Nuki. just threw a spear at Nuki. <laughs> No, is he okay? More fireworks. Yeah, clear your Saturday evening, pal. Because we are <laughs> watching this movie. That's it. Just ended. ended so that's the, your show. Ended with the heart. Um, so there you go. That's so where I'm at. You're on a buying spree. I'm on a buying spree. Nuki's safe for now. Uh, the Dude, rest of the please show is going to be I've seen a little more movie. put together, uh, but not that much. Hopefully we have QBs in the playoff. Uh, we're going to talk about the contenders cards for them, uh, how they uh, compare. We're going to do a little bit of influencer review. There's been some interesting statements from a couple influencers. We want to talk about. There's going to be a statement that needs to be read. Mike doesn't know anything about that. Hang on. You're going to get, this is the last note I'm going to make. Jimmy Fallon. Whenever he has Paul Rudd on his show. I don't know. Is that him? Is that the same character? I know what you're talking about. the same about. character. I oh, just found that's it. what it's I'm from? I'm almost positive. Because this is Nuki E.T. Miko is the name of this one. Uh, but it's just not Jimmy Nuki. Fallon. It was Conan O'Brien. Oh, Conan. Conan. Yep. Whenever Paul Rudd went on Conan O'Brien. Okay, go ahead. Do whatever you're doing. I knew I was in I'd the middle this. of a thing. It's yep. okay. Uh, no, so no Bowman, we're going to talk uh, some news with Bowman again. A little different than what we talked about last episode. Yep. Uh, Spectra, Flawless. Then your mailbag. There you go. Cool. Let's get right into the actual oh, playoff report. Well, before you do that, take a breath. <laughs> Let's get right into before you do back that, to though. this Nuki thing. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, Tua is officially out, which stinks. Like that is not even for the hobby. I actually t- genuinely feel terrible for this kid. He's like twenty five. I don't even know if he's twenty five. I don't know how old he is. Carlos might know. He's an age. He's got like three concussions in the last I don't know two months. I want to say two and a half months. The fact that it, so that part is the most miserable. They also have no shot of winning without him. Like, I thought there was a real world where the Dolphins went up there with a healthy Tua and Josh Allen threw some horrendous picks and they they actually beat the Bills. There is no world that Skyler, is it Skyler Thompson? Yeah. I'm just, I don't have a ton of faith. I'm going to be honest with you. We've talked a lot about what would be the best outcome for the hobby, but what would be the worst outcome would be if this Skyler guy comes Thompson in and beats, beats Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh yeah. Allen. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's fair. The other one too, Lamar Jackson still not practicing as of today, Thursday, the 12th, but they said Hundley is ready to go. I, I guess he's not going to play. And if he is, he's probably not going to be a hundred percent, which not terrible. If he played, it would have been a great spike for him. If he doesn't, I think borrow since he probably wins either way, but I think borrow probably routes that team, which is good for Joe's market. Yeah. So what, what are we doing here? This is PSA 10 contenders. So not all tens. Uh, I think there's we one don't or care. two nines. But so we don't care about Brady. That's an un- untouchable, crazy, insane card. Doesn't matter. So these are all quarterbacks that are in the playoffs. They're that is contender. not the case because Aaron Rodgers is not in the playoffs. That's oh, okay. That's, he said he up. Don't, he's Max. doing great. Stop it. Um, so anyways, this is who the majority of the quarterbacks uh, are so I want to focus on some of the cheap guys because I don't care too, too much about the big stuff. Please. Uh, Dak Prescott to me. I told you already, I think Dak's an interesting buy. And if you're going to go with a 2016 like Prescott auto, if you're going to spend some cash, mm-hmm. I think there's something cool to be said about chasing down his contender. So what is $1,000 for the PSA 10? There's only 41 of them. There's a PSA nine. There's PSA nines out there for 600, which That's to crazy. me seems pretty high for a PSA nine. Usually it's like two. Yeah, either the ten is too cheap, two or four. Either the, either the ten is too cheap or the nine is too expensive. One of those two. Um, well, so to put it in comparison, to try and figure it out, the one above it. So Mike started like tenth down on this list. Trevor Lawrence is right above it at twenty one ninety for his PSA ten. Granted, there's one of those. Um, oh, good. That's a good stat. Yeah. In the nine, there's twelve. In the PSA nine, there's twelve. But in the PSA nine is going for a thousand. So like a deck eight, five, 10 sold a couple days ago for three forty. Interesting. Yeah. I, I hate that I'm still sticking with this. It's a Monday night game too, which is just creepy by the way. <laughs> Why is that creepy? It's just weird to have a Monday night football, a playoff Monday oh. night game, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So that's the last game is Dak and Brady. Again, if you think Dak is winning the game, which I actually, I hate to say this, but I think he is, then Dak's going to go up. But you know, oh, we're coming to your house for that game. I do. Okay. Not thrilled Didn't about know it, if you knew about that. Okay, so I do want to talk about a couple of these more realistic ones. Then I guess is is more important. The the bottom two actually. That's okay. the, that's your matchup. Kirk Cousins is at home against Daniel Jones. Both have a decent pop. 
at least somewhat of a population on these things. Kirk Cousins PSA 10 Contenders Auto is doing 350 and Danny Daniel Jones Dimes is doing 275. We haven't done our predictions yet, and I'm going to do them right now for you. I'm going to hit you with it. Uh-oh. I'm going just straight winners, by the way. I'm not doing this the line or the points or anything else. I'll, okay. I'll save that. I'm doing, I'll do that tomorrow night. But for now, I'm going San Francisco in a blowout of Seattle, which we've already talked about. No hobby implication. Brock has to do more. Okay. I think Trevor's beaten Herbert, which I think is going to be the biggest, best thing going for the hobby. Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's already good that Herbert took a little bit of a step forward and made it. Trevor Lawrence winning a playoff game, I think will be massive and his prices will reflect that. Josh Allen routes Miami. Nobody cares. The other one though, is I think the Giants and, and I keep, Wait, did you say the Bengals Ravens? I haven't game? got there yet, okay. sweetheart. And I think, and I could be wrong about this because my prediction was neither one of these teams would win a playoff game, but they're playing each other. So somebody has to, I guess. I just keep thinking Minnesota is going to blow it in a big spot. So I think the Giants are actually going to beat Minnesota. I'm going to stand Man, by that. That's my upset of the week. I have so many different picks from you. It's crazy. It's and I have changed. I did say last These episode are official, that though. I, I said Bengals, uh, San Francisco in the quarter in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I disagree with my own statement. I do think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I think it's Eagles and Bengals. Um, but for the, the games this week, definitely Herbert over Trevor. I think he's got the experience. I, I don't think Trevor's going to be able but to let's pull go it game off. by game then. Okay. So we're both taking San Francisco, correct? Yes. Yeah. 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 Are you have you writing this down? Uh, I'm sure. going to revisionist history here. Here's an envelope right on the, right on this. Put your pen on that. It's good. Put, put my pen on this. Put your pen Why on is that? this such a big envelope? You think Trevor Lawrence is winning? So no, no, I'm saying Herbert. Okay. You take Herbert, Herbert that's fine. for sure. Um, okay, not for sure. Jesse, and Mike, yeah, make two saying, calls. I don't want my picks associated with I'm putting it on picks. the side. All right, so you're thinking Lawrence. Yep. Weird. We're both taking Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Bills, Bills. I'm taking the Giants to pull the upset of Minnesota. No, no Dan- way. And Cousins. Kirk's my boy. He's do, going for you it. You do love Kirk Cousins. And I'm saying Danny Dimes has a big game, and maybe this is like the revival. I, however, I would say with Danny, any, anything that happens with Daniel Jones stuff or Saquon, I would still sell immediately, but I think they're going to pull the upset. Okay. And then I think since he wins, sadly. Um, and then of course you are, are you officially saying Cowboys? It hurts my soul. Here's the problem though. I feel like either nope. way you've explained it in your head, how you're going to anti jinx this. It's called a reverse jinx. <laughs> I'm taking Dallas. I'm That's taking, I'm taking Dallas. all that is baby. All you, all you homers out there for the mass boy. He's just reverse jinxing it. That's all he's I doing. So man, and I'm going to double reverse jinx it. By calling out the reverse. Are you taking Tampa Bay? (laughs) Who are you taking? I want to, but I also want to be right. So that's the problem. Um, I, you know what? I believe in Tom. Okay. I believe in Tom. Well, there you go. Tommy boy. Uh, One other quick note about this, because I don't want to go through this whole list. I'm I'm very bored with this subject now. It's nobody's fault but my own. (laughs) Herbert, PSA 10, Contenders Autos are doing 37.50. Burrow somehow is still doing less. It's amazing to me. I think they're probably both a little overpriced, but I did think that was interesting to point out. Of that whole list, though, if you said I have to buy one based on this weekend alone, mm-hmm. I would go Daniel Jones. He is the cheapest on the list, 250, 275 range. I think they could pull an upset in the, the whatever you call those people in New York. The Giants fans would be all excited. And there you go. Okay. I don't want to talk about football anymore. So, so next on the, the fl- next Do so, the next thing. All right. Actually, this is going to coincide. Before I go, before we go to the influencer statements, let me read a statement. Was this a secret? That was prepared. It was a prepared statement. It's not a big deal. It's just by who? Are you by quitting? a winner. No. Why would I? Oh, it's fine. Why would I ever quit? I'll be doing this long after you're dead, bro. Um, <laughs> that, what did you me? say? What did you, you say? Living me. Um, <laughs> statement to be read. <clears throat> this is from. Watch Mark, it. notice the voice change. Go ahead. Mark Feinsand. Yep, go. He's going to get real serious. After an embarrassing and humiliating 2021 showing, I'm happy to have taken oh rightful place as the sports cards nonsense fantasy football champion. The rest of you should be embarrassed that a baseball guy won the football league, but that's how it goes. Sports boy was a difficult competitor and gets my full respect, but I'm hopeful that Mike will bring a little more to the table next year, or I might have to question which co-host is the one that actually knows about sports. 
God, that feels good. Thanks for a great season, fellas. It was a lot of fun. Looking forward to de- uh, defending my title in 2023. He wrote a book about the Yankees. If you bought that, I think you should return it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of the autographed copies was the prize. I had it set aside. I was going to give it to the winner. Of the, and then he won the stupid league, so I thing. just gave him break It's credit. my copy anyways. He sent us both a copy, and you somehow felt it was okay to send it to your dad. He's going to read it. Well, you weren't going to read it. Your dad's not going to read it. You see? He already has read it. My well, dad, then my I dad want reads it. like a man. Hey, you can have when he moves down here. I Take want, a breath. No, I want your copy. I don't want your dad's. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Mike, uh, Mark, thank you very much Statement for winning. to be read. I like that. Thank you for competing, and you are a fine showman. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There are a couple statements uh, that have been made. One was from Mr. Jeff Wilson, the sports card investor. Okay. He put, out a, he put out a video uh, called, are we at the bottom or I'm sorry, the bottom is here almost. And we have just, uh, we want to play finish a the audio. title. Why cards will soon go up again. So we're going to play a little audio and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. You ready to pause it. Despite the ups and downs of the last few years, demand is much higher today than it was on March 10th of 2020. And it will forever remain. So. Okay, hang on. Let's put. I, I forgot. So I want to provide is- a little context. So before this, this is about seven minutes in. He is very optimistic about the card market. Um, he's also making the point that card pricing will inevitably be higher than what it was in March of twenty twenty. Pre COVID. Pre COVID. So that's what he's saying here. Like that's his baseline. Cards won't be cheaper than pre COVID, which yes. right now I guess across the board is probably still correct. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, and especially if you think of and more iconic cards. Is de- demand is more. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm good with that. Next. The Consumer Price Index, CPI, is up about 15% since March 10th of 2020. So at an absolute bare minimum, I think it's fair to say that most key cards will forever remain above their March 10th, 2020 price, plus 15%, or whatever CPI adjusts to in the future. But I think the real price floor is well above that. Because demand is so much higher and the market is so much larger than it was before the pandemic. I I am not entirely positive the market is that much bigger now than 2020. A lot of of people came in that made noise. I don't know that there's just more people in it, though. I've been to nationals the past, the the national the past bunch of years. We go to all these big shows, going to the Mint Collective, we're doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. I get that there is demand. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, is there that much more demand? Because as many people as came in, a lot of people left when prices got crazy in this, at the same time. So I, I don't necessarily know that that's true. I just, uh, my thinking on it is if you go to, say, the Facebook group or just mailbag in general, and how many guys are like, just entered, just came back in, you know, was out, now I'm back. Okay, maybe you're right. All right, I'll, I, I'll concede that. I'm not saying that I said there's a right. huge number. But I do think there's more. You're not a gracious winner. (laughs) I think the actual price floor is probably somewhere between 40% to 100% above March 10th of 2020. So a $100 card March 10th, he thinks is $140 to $200 now and won't go below that. That is his general thought. That's a stretch because there's a lot of stuff that's nowhere near double. Well, I, I don't know if he says it right there, but he may say it here in a second. I think he's referring to iconic cards. Not every card. Okay. Because he brings up examples. How much? 20 prices. Now, this may not apply to all cards. There are other factors at play that have to be considered, such as overprinting of of ultra-modern cards, player performance since March of 2020, and the potential of an upcoming recession. Okay. But I do believe that my theory will apply and be proven accurate when looking at desired cards of many star, star players. There you go. Okay. I mean, I, I guess if if you continue to watch the video, he goes into a number of cards. What's really interesting about the video. And that is interesting. I give props. (laughs) I give, I give props to Jeff because I, I know from someone in this space, it's not always easy to provide content. Um, He goes on to essentially go through maybe 10 or 15 cards, but what he does with every single card is say, 
I think it's at this point, but it could go lower, but I don't think by much. Like so he March, says that about on, on almost everyone. But March 20th is the date. So not to say that could be wrong, but it's just, I don't know if there's a real additional information he provides by going through and watching every one of those cards. I mean, he, I'll tell you he what, he's out. right about Brady. All Brady stuff is more than double what it was in March of that then. Well, and, just and about everything like, I've seen. I'm going to mute this, but we can just look at uh, a couple of the examples he pulls up. So like the very, uh, that's the second one he did. So the first one was like the Michael Jordan I mean, the P- he only does PSA eight and PSA nine. You can see the PSA eights one hundred and ten percent up from where it was. So it's more than again. Just so I'm clear, one hundred and ten percent is not a ten percent increase. No, it's, it's a hundred. I mean, he, it's above okay, what he you. thinks that the floor would be. Yep. Um, and then the the PSA nine is one hundred percent up from the March tenth price uh, okay. of twenty twenty. Um, so that one, you know, that falls into that, and you could say some of these are probably cherry picked to fit some of this data, but. Uh, the next one, Kobe, which again, that was around the time that he passed. So there was already a a decent bump in pricing. So his, uh, Kobe's, uh, 96 tops Chrome PSA 10 is up 40% from the March 10th pricing. I wonder what LeBron is. He does. Well, he does go on to show LeBron and LeBron is actually down. So he's one of the few that's actually negative from the March pricing. Um, but anyways, wild, isn't it by the way? Uh, (laughs) It is, and it's it's interesting because Kobe, or I'm sorry, um, Kobe. LeBron was so hot even at that time. I mean, like you you would agree with that as someone oh. who was in the card space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so just to give an example, is Topps Chrome BGS nine again, pretty healthy pops. That's why I'm using it. Was selling under two grand at the time, and yeah, now it's. I mean, it's not down much, ten percent, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so um, I don't know if we have to play anymore. No, I, no, I no we don't. It. But cool. I think the overall idea is, you know. Are we, are we at the floor? I think we're pretty close if we're not there. So I think my, my thing is in line with what his point is. What about you? Yeah, I, I guess so. If, yeah, cause we're talking about stuff, let's say, call it 10 years and older of significant names. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I guess. I think that's probably accurate. Yes. I think it's probably a fair, a fair account. Which is interesting, too, because I don't think you've had that opinion for quite some time that we're at the floor. I think you've often been saying that we still have a ways to go or a little, at least some ways to go. I don't think we're going to like the bottoms falling out. And and again, we're talking about a different sector here. We're not talking about like new stuff and brand new. Like Mm -hmm. I just said with my 90s stuff, I think that's the floor right now for sure. Yeah. And I could see some of that stuff actually going crazy and spiking again. Like some of that rare, because people just, oh, this card sold for that. What about this other refractor that's a parallel from a different set that does... I could see some of that. So, okay. I'm not totally opposed. Who's the next person? Well um, said. I like that one. So the, the next influencer now, this is a little older. Um, GV. I think he originally said this. It wasn't, I don't know where he said it, but it was originally said maybe a year ago. Um, this is Gary V talking about his exit from the card hobby. Can't fight the market. Nobody's got a big enough platform. Nobody's important enough to fight the reality of it. And if the gas wars continue to upset human beings, they will move. The fact that people have a cynical point of view destroys my soul. And so you get it. Okay, time out. Destroy, take a breath, buddy. I don't need to hear some uber rich guy telling me his soul's destroyed because somebody's cynical. I just crap like that just drives me nuts. The, the first part though, nobody is big enough to fight the market. Fight like totally no, like like no one person is going to go and say the card market is doing good right now. Sure, everything's up, but I do think people and we saw this a couple of years ago especially can come into a space like Gary V did. I know he's going to address this and can like cause huge spikes in certain areas. One hundred percent. I think the term influencer is there for a reason because it influences the market. Sure, influencer of the year. But some the people, show. some well, people me. would say. Well, nope. you say me, but it said sports cards nonsense and had both our names. So it's a whatever. sports card nonsense. <laughs> it, did say, it did say I have the wrong number. All, All right, right, here's the rest. Aim so hard to NFTs is because the sports card industry was pushing me out. Because- Just a, uh, he said the reason I went into NFTs is because the sports card industry was pushing me out. Because they thought I was pumping and dumping when I didn't sell a single f-ing sports card. With this chain, with this world, yeah, okay. I can, you can uh, follow uh, me. Okay, I, I get that. Like maybe he didn't sell a card. You still came in crazy hot and heavy talking about everything was going to go up and like the va- so whether you sold or not doesn't matter. He's also uber rich and doesn't have to buy and sell stuff. But I if agree. he's affecting the market, my issue with him all along was 
dude, now that the market, you were in here saying buy all the stuff when everything was, anybody could come in and throw a dart and that car was going to go up. Yep. And then you left and people didn't all leave with you. A bunch of people were left holding cards because you were telling people how great of a space it is. I guess my other thing is too, every other time I hear Gary talk, it's like, do your own thing. You set your own trend. You do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, people pushed me out of the market. So I left. <laughs> what? Well, and then he says like, that's why I went into NFTs. Cause you can see if I'm buying or selling. I'd like, but to, again, know I'd like to know what he's saying about NFTs now. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but who cares if you're selling The f- point is you're pushing to buy. And that's the bottom, that, that's the part that hurts people is that if you have the influence to tell people to buy, whether they go and buy and sell, doesn't matter. They still bought, they still have it. And you never said go specifically sell this. So obviously there, there's no, there's no loophole where you come off where you didn't have a influence over people spending their money. Which by the way, I'm fine with, I actually, I think it's great that he came in. He brought a bunch of people with him. Sure. My issue was when things were hot in 2020, when yes. the show first or 20. 21 when this thing first took off i tweeted one time at the guy we got a response that day and we set a date for him to come on the podcast since then the market is now crap people got a little upset okay it's the real world when people lose money or they're caught holding the bag they get upset mm-hmm. we've asked him 20 times to come back no response at all and i give people a fair well, shake. like to I, be fair we have gotten a response the response was no oh right like <laughs> but but even then i'm like so i'm not going to call you out on pumping and dumping if you never sold anything you never dumped anything great but I do think like, hey, what effect do you think you had in the market? But that's also, you get, guys like Gary get to a point where they don't have to answer those questions. Yeah. Like, well, which, he, which he is disappeared. Fine. That's what, I mean. And, and you can do that. If I did that, I would get roasted on every live I ever do and nobody would buy into my breaks and buy the singles I sell. Yep. So there are consequences for the smaller guys compared to him. Again, I'm fine with the fact that he exited too. I just think there should be some accountability in like, how do you talk up something so much? And now there's nothing about it. Exactly. That's, and again, I would extend the invitation here again, Gary, like we'd love to have you come back. If I'm going to take shots, I'd give you the microphone to speak, but I just think it's funny that like this guy who's gone through all this tribulation to get where he is and he's a fighter and he works hard and, and that's all true. Mm-hmm. Well, but they pushed me out of the market. They call me a pump and number. Like what? I mean, that's just because he also got hurt on some of those investments I, I guess that's okay. But again, he's in a much different price point than most of us. And he that's can afford I'm saying. that. It's fake money to him. I just, yeah, I don't know. So, so just keep speaking. And, and I thought this was a space you loved and everything was nostalgic. We talked a ton of nineties basketball when he was on here. Like you couldn't come back and talk about that again. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't know. I just don't, I think there's a lack of accountability there. And, and if that means I'm crapping on him, I mean, it is what it is. I just, I think that is the privilege you have when you become uber rich and successful. You can say and do whatever you want. And pretty rarely there's any type of consequence. Yep. You don't have to face the music. So I agree with that. Well done today on your little segments here. The, uh, what do you call these? The, the well, clips? I don't, I don't, I, don't, I think I just, all I did is push play, but thank you for that accommodation. Me. Wait a second. We have two chat boxes. Did Carlos try and communicate with us? Oh, brother, what is Carlos saying? <laughs> Skylar Thompson versus Brock Purdy, Super Bowl. Uh, At one game. point, he said total chaos. <laughs> That's okay. Dolphins are going to win. All right, what's next? Um, so there was uh, something that Bowman, or I'm sorry, Tops came out and acknowledged. There's a numbering error in 2022 Bowman draft. So essentially about 20 uh, prospects were affected by this. There's a, a report on them. It looks like the cards that were, it's not all to 199. I think there's a number of cards that go to like 499, 250, 199, and 150. So the sky blue, the purples, the aqua, and the blues were the ones that were affected for these players. But there are still that number of cards out there. However, there are multiple cards that have the same number. So oh, really? one might be, you know, two people might have 375 out of 499 hmm. uh, okay. is the example. The The players... Here, I'm gonna I'll throw this up so you can see it and you might have a better idea. None of the names like super stuck out uh stood out to me, so I didn't think it was gonna be a huge issue. But if you, you tell me scrolling the screen, I'll tell you. I'm trying to You're expand it, bro. I mean, Brady House is a big name, not his first, but that's a big name on there. Uh I was surprised. I thought we were gonna see oh Colson Walker's a big name too. I don't know if these are these guys first though. But these are all the cards that are in that product that are affected by the numbering issue. Okay. Um, we talked about it. The other Bowman drafting is again that auto. Uh, we're I don't I think we kind of covered the main points on the last episode, but we're still waiting to hear if anybody has anything definitive to say about there being missing autographs in that product. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. As from what this report is saying is that there is a number of cards uh, of players that do not either have autos 
or they don't have all the autos in the variations that they're supposed to have. So gotcha. the, the estimate is around 18,000 missing, but Sheesh. would love to hear if anybody has definitive information that could just be speculation. Maybe they're out there somewhere. I do want to talk releases real quick. Yes, uh, pull up info on Spectra football pricing boxes, all that. And from last year too, while you do that, so flawless baseball comes out next week. I'm very excited about flawless. I love flawless baseball. I don't care. That it's not licensed, but it did get me thinking like of the NT review. NT has been very good. I opened the worst case in the entire production line last night. Absolute garbage. I've seen some guys get some good hits out of that. You didn't have oh, anything. It's been, I mean, we had a couple, but not for overall. It was a very disappointing case. Um, I actually really like to look at the product. Each other. I thought they did a nice job. There's an, there's no more base in NT. It's all hits now, but there is like this acetate action shot. It's a, it's, I think it's a Jersey number insert. Mm-hmm. We got the Sammy Sosa last night. It's number to 21. Probably my favorite card in the whole box or the whole case. Rather. I'm a fan of it. And I say that just because I like that. And I think flawless next week will be just as good. Um, I'm curious what the pricing will end up kind of settling in there. But as far as new releases though, so we have one tomorrow on Friday, spectra football Purdy has autos all over it. No patch autos. What is the price? $875. What's the, is it, what is it? Four packs, eight cards. Uh, the breakdown on that box is four autos, four memorabilia, seven base slash parallels and one insert. Okay. So a total of 16 cards. Um, 875 is this year's product. It is quite a bit higher for the last two years, which I guess should be makes sense unless you're believing in Purdy is the all time greatest. No, but no, no. Even believing him, he should not, it should not be anywhere near still What's last year? 1200? Uh, last year's 1400. 2020 must be two grand. It is. Dang. I, I mean, here's, here's the issue with Spectra. I like Spectra. It's an awesome, super high end product you can get absolutely destroyed. Again, this is one of those that I'm almost like an A and an F. Personal, like to rip yourself, F. Don't do it. Like you're going to get crushed. If you want to buy into a break, and again, I guess I put the the caveat, another word I say too much, the narrative on there too much. <laughs> Not again. Um, I would say stick with small stuff, single boxes at a time. Because a full case, you're talking eight boxes in a case is going to get crazy expensive. But I do think you can get into a box for pretty cheap. You know what I don't see as often is people selling individual packs from boxes. Like Never. Well, if you pull a case hit. like, like well, So I get what you're about to say because you're going to say if you pull the case hit, then no one wants the rest, right? right? But what if you just sold all of them at the same time? Like just sold, you know, there's 16 or there's in this, there's four K or four packs. You could sell four. It, it, it works with cheaper product with this. I mean, you'd have to be at what? 220 bucks a, pro, a, a pack. Yeah. What if you get the pack with the jersey? Like I just, that is the same price as a lot of regular boxes, Yeah. but, but there's almost nothing here to bail you out. So yeah, I, I don't like that play either, but with some things I actually do. So, so you've had, that is not one of your dumbest ideas. Not, what would you say is my dumbest? It's been a lot. <laughs> there's, been a- there's just, honestly, it's, it's a lot of things to consider. I've had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Do you, have a, do you keep a diary of all of them? Jesse today Dear diary, he said Moonface said, he, said he doesn't have Vienna sausage fingers. Jimmy <laughs> Deans. Save your upper class nonsense Vienna for yourself. I'm so, is right. Vienna an upper class sausage? I don't want to talk about it. You're smug and you know it. All right, let's <laughs> next subject. Move on. Spectre all comes right. out tomorrow. Uh, we, so we did want to point out uh so you all, we all know Pristine is a sponsor of the show, but there is uh, something we're not going to push everything that we did last year. We're basically just going to tell you about their Sunday auction. Essentially every Sunday, their cards flip what's in there. They put up new stuff. None of it has reserves on it. So you can go out there, find really good deals. Uh, Mike and I were on there earlier today. We found uh, a few things that we were interested in. I uh, especially thought the original 1999 factory sealed Pokemon. Uh, How much is that? So it's three hundred and fifty dollars right what, is now. It a box or a pack? It's a pack. Oh, okay. So it, it's three hundred and fifty. There's no reserve on it. I I'm gonna be keeping my eye on this. Uh, I I have said this a couple times in the last essentially four months or so. Oh, I do think Pokemon is here to stay. Of course. I don't think it's. I mean, like, and I don't think that anyone thought like, oh, it's just gonna die out all of a sudden. But I think it will continue to grow, especially as you've seen the popularity with younger audiences. So um, that was the one that really stood out to me right off the bat. Did you have anything? Yeah, there's a couple of cards. I actually was I actually just been on this card while I'm live. I went, now I'm going to look in card letter and make sure I didn't just make a mistake. Do you have that Jerry Rice 1986 tops? Well, I like that too. It's just a hand signed and then slabbed. Yeah. Um, so there's a 1998 Peyton Manning Bowman Chrome. Uh, it's a refractor. 
rookie card of his. It's autographed again in person, like somebody sent it off to autograph and then it's slab Beckett authentic with a 10 auto. Like if you look at the sales pricing on some of those, like a PSA authentic just sold. Now that I'm, I want to make sure I don't get this grade wrong. Yeah, dude, this is just a PSA authentic. So it's not graded just sold for 450 bucks. This one on pristine yeah, I'm definitely, it's $175. That seems dirt cheap. Here's what I'm wondering is like, ever I you hear about all these auction houses and I, of course, Pristine sponsors a lot of big card shows and stuff. I wonder if people use Pristine as often, if there are a lot of like cards that go under the radar. I'll tell you what, I just bought that. The other card I was going to point out, because I, oh, I hadn't actually bid, same thing. It's an, There's a weird little space for these in-person auctions though. Like the, I mean, the in-person signature cards and some guys don't like them because they're not pack pulled. But same thing here, there's a, a Jason Tatum. I need to try to find this card again. I just disappeared when I hit the back button. If you hit that arrow, you gotta hit the starts all over. Don't bro. do that. Brutal. There's a Jason Tatum 2017. Here it is. 2017 Prism. Again, signed. It's in a holder. I need to pull this thing up. So it's PSA DNA certified auto grade of a 10. So the card is not graded, just the auto is. It's 250 bucks right now. I could be wrong. That seems cheap. Um I don't know. Bottom line, if you guys want to get in on it, these all go away on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, the weekly thing is cool. That's what I like about it. Let me get back to that. I'm yeah. Sorry. There's a bunch of stuff, especially with the, like this Peyton card's cheap. You can find some deals there, I think. And especially with the playoffs kicking off for football, basketball's gaining steam. It's actually a pretty good, like other, other area to check if you're looking to buy some nice singles. So each Thursday, we're just going to do a quick, this is a little longer. We're going to do a quick little review of what's up there. If there's anything we like, if we, we think there's yeah, anything you guys Tatum, should check out. Tatum's um, cheap. If you don't already have the Pristine account, if you want 10 bucks free, use nonsense when signing up for the account. Uh, there you go. Yeah, this Tatum's like a $400 card as well. And right now it is. Bro, we got to save some for the listeners Take to actually bet on. There's two cards. All right. All of them. Yeah, right now it's two fifty. All right. What's next? Okay. Um, I think we were going to go into mailbag. We did want to just mention too. So the next big card show that Mike and I are going to is the Mint. Um, it's in Vegas. It's at the end of March. On Monday, we're going to have someone from the Mint actually coming on because. If you go to the website, there's not a ton of information. I think you have to go to their Instagram to see sponsors and stuff like that. But what we've been told is it's going to be a little bit different from last year as far as like the panels, what kind of information is going to be there. They essentially said like, hey, you know, we'll if we continue to to talk with them, uh, let all you listeners know about the Mint. They're going to give us tickets to give away to you guys. So we figured, yeah, why not? Let's do that. Um, I think the bottom my my. Ultimate, you wanted to say I, I did, but I didn't. Don't say anything about <laughs> Essentially, it. Essentially, you said it. I would like more space at the show. I think last year it was already packed. So I would love to see a little bit bigger space for, for vendors, but also the overall idea that there's going to be a adjustment to how they think these shows should go. So it's not just going to be like, hey, this is what we think you guys care about. It sounds like they've listened to more of those people in the audience that went last year. They're going to take their suggestions on what you guys want to talk about and see in the the speaking roles and things like that. So it sounds like they're already doing it, but that's what I want to see more of is just take more account of what the average guy in the hobby wants to hear and see. I would say that I said this last year about the event. I think it's the exact same thing this year. If you have a business in the hobby, then I think you should be there. Like the B2B aspect last year was huge for us. I wonder if that is a big, a big reason to also expand because ultimately if you're going to have that many businesses, you've got to have a much bigger space than what they were in last year. So yeah, they'll have athlete signings as well. Like I had a bunch of that last year too, a bunch of like swag bags, giveaways, all that stuff. There was a ton of giveaways yeah. of that thing last year. But I do think I, I do. I think it's become the preeminent B2B uh, event for the hobby. And if you're just a card collector, it's great to get a lot of free stuff walking around. Yeah. For and, sure. and just like, again, meet the names behind these brands. So yeah. I think what was it? Uh, Columbia, uh, Steve, DBT. they were giving away a PSA five last year, which I still, I would love a, a PSA five, a PlayStation five. What's a PSA five? A, a PC- I said a PS five. Did I say a PSA, PSA five? Carlos? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Turn on that microphone, buddy. You heard PSA. He didn't hear that. No, brother. He's asleep. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you for the enthusiasm. (laughs) Carlos is up. (laughs) He's probably upset with you because every time you call him out, you said he's sleeping. Um, PS5. It's a PlayStation 5. Okay. Let's go to mailbag and get out of here. Uh, Your mailbag today comes from- I said short show, and by the way, it just never is. What what time do you think we're at? 40. 
three minutes. Well, uh, I know Carlos is going to have to cut some of this stuff, but we're probably about like 47. Yeah. So there you go. 43. <laughs> Nailed it. Mailbag. Ugh. Our first question comes from Michael Provost. No. Do you have any tips for getting answers from Panini? I have a fairly valuable redemption Panini uh, from Panini, and they said it was delivered, but the tracking confirms that it was not. He's trying to get in touch with someone there. I think we've talked about this before. Ultimately, it's tough to, I will say it's tough. The customer service is tough on them right now. I would say this though, get an email and just CC us on it. And Oh, that's true. Yeah. See if we can help out and tag them on socials. Yeah. Yeah. I know Mikey P Mike, honestly, just CC us uh, sports cards, nonsense at gmail.com. If we can help Cole Benz when buying a card on eBay, that's described as mint and the photos don't show any issues, but it shows up with damage or a blemish. Do you return it or just accept it as a, the risk of buying online? No, if it says mint, I'm sending it back or I'm asking for a partial refund to make up the difference. Absolutely. Chris Hilton, help me understand the MLB. Okay, so I read this question. Tell me if I'm just not I didn't understanding look, it. By the way, I hope you know it today. I did not even look That's at fine. Mailbag I, I, today. I went through. So Probably. he says, help me understand the MLB licensing with regards to tops. Will they just remove logos and trademark names like Panini? When does that happen? Why would they? Why would Tops do that? Yeah. Tops has the rights. Okay. So it's Correct? not just me. That, that doesn't make sense. I thought sense, that's right? what Fanatics. He, said, he goes on to say, thoughts on Fanatics taking over. Oh, but Fanatics owns Tops. Yeah. Maybe that's why there was maybe a, there was a disconnect. Maybe Chris is new to the, the But hobby. I am I am curious with Panini. Could they not just continue to make? This is where I don't know. Because Tops or Fanatics, I should say, has a deal with the Players Association and the league. Yeah. So the team logos and I believe like, Players Association name image likeness. Right now, they have no deal with the with the um, with the MLB. So Tops they can, does not Panini. Oh, Panini. I'm so sorry. So that's why they can make national treasures. There's no logo on there, but the player names are on there. So I'm very curious. Like, but does Tops right now have the, yeah, the Tops Players Association? Everything. No, for no, no, baseball. No. I, I don't think so. I think so, that's the big change. Yeah, with, okay. With the so, fanatics thing. So that'll be interesting. I mean, so Tops can do whatever they want with baseball is the end result. Mm -hmm. My question is, what can Panini do? Can they continue to make unlicensed? Or does the new Fanatics deal affect them even making baseball at all because they would not have the rights to even player names? I don't know. Okay. Questions we need answers to. Tyler Rodriguez wants to know, how do you feel about the Bears being number one in the draft? The 49ers may have set the market on the draft pick trades. That is kind of funny. So you got Justin Fields and, uh, I mean, a pretty Pretty awesome by all, all accounts. Quarterback draft. I think you have to trade that pick to somebody and bring in some weapons for fields. I saw something in our Twitter feed yesterday that said, from an insider point of view, hush, hush, that uh, Patriots were reaching out about Justin Fields. There's Did no you hear way. anything about that? There is no way. I'm just telling you what I hoid. Um, what maybe, accent is that? I don't care for it. It's a 1920s New Yorker. Right, next. Let's go down to the market and get a little <laughs> piece of cheese. That's what the kids said back then. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, Gabriel Mars. Yep. With Derek Carr's announcement that he won't be a Raider, do you think Belichick trades for another Raider, a la Randy Moss, and goes for Carr? Oh, I hope not. Derek Carr's a dumpster fire at this point <laughs> in his career. Why would you want him? I, I don't understand the fascination. I, I hope not. If you're going to trade for a Raider, go get Devontae Adams. Don't bring, and I wouldn't start Derek Carr next year moving forward over Mac Jones anyways. Absolutely not. <sighs> Solid answer, bro. I love the passion moving behind along. it. John Bourne wants to know, now that the NFL regular season is over, are there any players whose team, uh, whose teams that didn't make the playoffs that might be good pickups? Uh, example, 2022 rookies like Garrett Wilson, Chris sure. Olave, or established guys like Derek Carr, if he gets moved. Don't buy Derek Carr <laughs> stuff. I mean, I would be curious to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. That's a very obvious one. Trey Lance, we've talked about in the offseason, I think is probably a good one. It uh, looks like Tua in Miami's going to get eliminated, I'm guessing. So I think Tua would be a good buy, although they're making the playoffs. Um, if you're going to go like outside skill positions, I don't hate Ramondre Stevenson for the Pats. I said that last week. Like that kid plays really well, but I also don't think there's a, a, a huge rush. I would let the football market, if that's your play of buying in the offseason, you might as well give it a couple months. Deshaun Watson, by the way, came back and played a couple games for Cleveland. His pricing is, I mean, crazy low. Another guy you could probably buy. And then there's some out, out like just some outliers, like Matt Corral, the quarterback for Carolina. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Does he start next year? 
I don't know, but he missed the whole year, so he was super cheap now. So, um, yeah, Chris Olave, Drake London, Desmond Ritter. The 2022 class I do like as well. Uh, let's go on to Eric. My money, please. When does Bowman best drop? Seems like it's delayed. Is it going to be one of the best Bowman best products to drop in years? Yeah, Finest comes out next week, and Best comes out a week or two after that, I believe. Both are going to be stupid loaded. I mean, you've got... I mean, I'm assuming you're going to have Wander, Julio, Torkelson with the whole the whole lineup. So, yeah, I think it's going to be phenomenal. I don't see Bowman best on the just crazy the release it's a, calendar. It's almost always a Christmas release right around that time. Huh. Yeah, it's not on the release calendar. Uh, let's go on to Michael Sionfron. Thoughts on Topps Chrome Update Sapphire. Better, smaller checklist and nearly half the price of Chrome Sapphire. Rip or hold? Either is a win, I think. You can rip and grade your way out of it. You can hold it. And I think it's, a, again, loaded glass. I like it. Can I ask a question that's not on the list? What? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mentioned this because I, I wanted to get your opinion. You mentioned a long time ago that there was some correlation between the sales of players' jerseys and their card or hobby relevance or value. So the reason I'm saying that is because fanatics put out like this Instagram little video that shows each week, week by week, top 10 Jersey sales. Okay. And it's really interesting because Micah Parsons is like number one across the majority of the time up until like the last week or so. Um, he was almost the entire time. Number People one. Love him. Why is that? Every time I'm live, by the way, doing single sales, mm-hmm. I get asked at least three times a night. Do you have any Michael Parsons? I mean, he's super electric player. He's awesome. He's like a great pass rusher. Yeah. It's, it's surprising to me that he is that much. But yeah, guys love him. That is. Oh, and Josh Allen moves up. He Josh Allen is in like in the top three, a good amount of the time. Uh, Jalen hurts gets up there uh, briefly. Damar Hamlin, as of like last week, of course sure. he kind of took over that. But uh, after that, it's Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. Um, and Where's then Thomas? Micah Parsons. There's Tom. Tommy B is. I bought a Tom Jersey. Tom Jersey in Tampa. I think you may have been the only one, bro. He's not. I'll tell you, he's not in the top ten uh, any week that I've seen. I don't care for this stuff. Is that what we're ending the show on? <laughs> no, I've got two more questions. Right, quick, do those. Okay. Get away from this. Come on. Um, wait, you didn't really answer it though. Like, do you feel like there's a correlation? I mean, I think there's at least an indication of who people are collecting. Yeah. Like you're collecting the Jersey. I would assume is spillover. So yeah. And the guys you just named, I mean, aside from Michael Parsons are all ho- hobby darlings and even because they're quarterbacks, yeah. but even Michael Parsons, like I said, like there is a, his pricing will never be that of a quarterback or a star receiver because he's a defensive player, but guys do really, really collect and chase him, which makes sense. He's this unbelievable talent on defense. You should get some Michael Parsons card, bro. Breath. I actually just subbed a couple of Michael Parsons cards. I have a big SGC order. It's it's either back today or tomorrow. I'll go live on SGC on uh, Instagram with it because I I have at least a couple Michael Parsons refractors. Um, Christopher Shoemaker, on to the next question. Will you guys have some swag available this year, specifically before the national? I'll be rocking my Geo Breaks merch while I'm there, but I'd like to rock some SCN or CSL stuff too. I mean, if I know, we're at before, any of those oh, shows, we'll have, the we'll have stuff there. Yeah, the Mint before that and then at the National. Yeah. Well, I don't know how big we're doing a setup at the National this year, so who knows. But we do have a lot of merch that we purchased uh, right at the end of the year last year. So, Yep. Steven, oh man, EY? Yep. Steven A? <laughs> Steven wants to know, in regards to Relics for Redemption, specifically Panini, when an auto is live in every product but memorabilia auto is a redemption, what is the process for Panini acquiring memorabilia? Great question. <laughs> no clue. I would guess they would have a team that just, that's their job is to go out and buy memorabilia for those products. But I yeah, think. I guess, yeah, no one's ever asked that question before. Yeah. Why are autos being fulfilled with patch autos or not? Don't know. Hmm. All right. Sorry, Steven. Sorry, Mike. The that, end, uh, that was the last question. Sorry. We're boring you. Uh, last question. And then you get to leave. Okay. Thank you. Joseph Michael Harris, do you get tired of reading my three names? Yep. I don't <laughs> care for it at all. The first and a last. That's it. That's your last you question. Keep your middle to yourself, <laughs> Joseph Michael Harris. Um, that's it. So yeah, well, so we'll be we'll have some live events on our other socials this week. Like I said, I'll be live selling like a maniac. 
uh, a couple times this week. It's oh, National Treasures. Trivia is coming Tuesday. Oh, is that so, are you doing it? So, yeah. Well, I always said I was doing it. The I issue was sure. getting the page set up uh, correctly where people weren't getting charged shipping. So, uh, it sounds like everything should be in place for Tuesday. Um, trivia night. I'll I'll post the details. Monday, I'll mention when it goes live so you guys can go out and buy. So, there you go. Nice. I like it. All right. We'll be back next week, probably Monday. We'll see. It's a holiday on Monday. So either Monday or Tuesday and then the next, next Thursday. So that's it. Sports cards, nonsense. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I was texting Simmons yesterday a little bit. Oh, trying to get to hook up with that tops thing. He could not help me out. Our okay. buddy helped us out though. So oh, yeah, we're yeah. hooked up with the tops industry summit or tops summit, whatever it is. End of February. We'll, we'll be doing that. But, uh, I did ask, I was like, by the way, when is the boss coming back? He said, Mondays are good for me. So, so probably a Monday this sh- month. He said that. He said those words. It. Hang on. Let's read it. This will be the conclusion of the show. Bill Simmons. He asked about you specifically. He's like, how's Jay doing? Miss him. Loves, loves that guy. <laughs> Stop he- it. Heck of a kid. Stop it because I know it's not true he still and it's breathing? just going to hurt. He said definitely. Okay. Next question. When can we get the boss back on the pod? I'm reading this. Again, accountability. Definitely within the next three weeks. Mondays are good for me. I said, okay, great. We do Mondays at 11 o'clock central. He's going to call in this Monday. We had to take it the holiday. Yeah, exactly. So I, w- I would be excited. It'd be nice to get Bill back on. We have not talked to him for a while. There you go. I miss him. Sports cards, nonsense brought to you by the podcast, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered oh by God. Spotify. Dude, I'm tired. I was dominating five, six o'clock basketball today. Uh, brought to you by Spotify and everybody else we just talked about. No have excuses. a good day. We'll be back on Monday. Bye, Jess. Bye, bud. Okay.